That's a very good question because that's uh, something I'm always uh, asking myself and it's always changing. Every single month, I have a different opinion. And so I can tell you what is my opinion right now and maybe it will be a different opinion <laughs> in a couple of months. Um, right now, I think what matters the most is the relevance of the technology we are developing. And so from this perspective, I think the artistic aspect is more uh, important right now because uh, creating a weird or uncanny technology, that's also um, like the, when the, the people, the, the, everybody see that, they will question their own interaction with technology. And they will question their own desires of technologies. And that's something today that I think is really relevant. And, and from this perspective, an art piece in the museum can question more the use of technology than a research paper. Like a few months ago, I believed that, that, that creating some open source tool, open hardware tool for the students and for the PhDs and for the, for the researchers uh, was the way to, 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 to enhance uh, technology. But right now, there, there is also this... Uh, the thing that do we need to always push technology at, and technical innovation or high technical innovation? And that's something that I really questioning. That's why I'm, I'm trying to exploring, uh, as I say at the beginning of this podcast, uh, new materials and alternatives that may, might be a bit more uh, sustainable, but also a bit more resilient into the way the robots behave, into the way robots look and feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, maybe a quick question. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I, I just wanted to say that that's something that is always evolving. Uh, it depends on the, like on the, the news feed <laughs> I'm reading and on the technologies I see that are, that are employed at large scale. And that also depends at where I want to, to contribute. And ba basically, it's an ethical, ethical question and ethical position mm -hmm. that I'm trying to find here. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, I really like the part when you say that peaceful art maybe express more than a research paper. And you, you're the first one I can hear the statement about expressing that. Aren't you afraid that because I think in maybe it's a majority the research paper, it's uh, first thing. But now you mentioned something I think interesting. Are you maybe I don't know afraid of this way of thinking because it's not traditional maybe. Um... I, I, I could be afraid of how the peers are seeing my work because it's weird, it's uncanny and it's unusual and it yeah. might not fit into the research canon. That's something that, that I could be afraid, yet I am not. Uh, why? Because so first when I released my uncanny project and now I have like a human, uh, realistic human, uh, human like I, I mean that it's really like visual and very strong, very emotional uh, pieces. And so obviously there is a lot of comments online and I got a lot of like mean comments or like people asking like, oh, why this guy is doing that? He's crazy or whatever. And, and for, from the research peers, I also had a bit this, uh, this, 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 those questions uh, for, the, for, the, for the few years. The, the first project, the creepy project I made, like people were, uh, why, why you are doing that? And, and this guy should be shot. But now I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, afraid I, I'm, I'm okay to fit in, in, in not. Uh, I'm, I'm okay to not fit in any 
case, a like predefined case. Because what I do love about this position that I have right now is that, you know, when people see my work, whether they like it or they don't like it, they have an emotional reaction. And that's something that truly matters to me. And, and, and obviously, because it's, I'm a researcher, I, I want to characterize my technology. I want to, to dissemin disseminate the technology. So I'm trying to make some, I'm making some serious work uh, out of that. So I'm not afraid of being judged because I know that the work, like the technical work behind that is solid. At least I try to make it solid. But, uh, but you know, it, it's quite fun. Research is also about fun, right? I, I, I want to create things that are fun to me. So I'm making that fun. Yeah. 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 I agree with you. So maybe a question left, but I want to ask you, since we have mentioned this component and the first example we mentioned that the shape and the energy, if you minimize the energy with a shape, if we apply that to the skin here, how do you see you can embed intelligence without using, for, for example, like, complex shape for sensor whatever just to be simple and intelligent without many components so uh, can you see this applied yeah i really believe in the the power of um how to say that of the like all the, those low power circuits you know like uh, rfid or whatever that and and that can use heat uh, that can use energy made out of friction out, out of movement out of natural uses and so in this context, I really, I really believe into that. And that's something that uh, will be very valuable for, for the future of uh, soft robotics. However, I, I don't see any uh, concrete implementation yet. I just I have the gut feeling that it's something uh, that we should more look more into it uh, from a sustainability perspective, from a material perspective and for a user interaction perspective. But that's, yeah. And you you could think creative uh, creativity as a muscle, right? And and, and 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 that's a muscle you do have to train, especially uh, like the the young researchers that are listening to this podcast. I think that like every every problem is solved by by being creative. That that's how you solve problem. At some point, you need to be creative, and that that like training that I don't know doing like artistic expression. Uh, that's something also that that I'm doing that fa favors this serendipity and another aspect uh, how I, I can come up with those different approaches is that I, I'm, I'm resigned not to fail I, I, I cannot accept the failure and I think there is always a way to do something and, and if I go back to the project and the, the sensing technologies that develop I had like countless 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 uh, failed fail attempts I think I think I have a um, I have a box full of, of, I think, 30 or 40 failed prototypes of artificial skin. That some of them were with a single sensor, some of them with, were, were FSR, some of them used other materials than silicon, some of them used conductive textile. I mean, a lot, a lot of failed uh, uh, prototypes. But I keep digging, I, I keep to try to go around the technical uh, problems I had, and so on. So, yeah. So, to put it simply, what matters is the analytical skills. But the analytical skills you can develop by looking at other communities, other projects, other other approach, approaches and research methods. And that's something important. 
That's a great. Maybe since you mentioned the, the process to come up with what you have already now, when you look to the structure, what you did to resemble the human skin, what's maybe missing still? The, do you think the materials so far is... Yeah, you mentioned there is need to push here. But if you can list the limitation or missing pieces here to resemble exactly what, what you have in nature. Yeah, I, th I think it, in, overall in the, the, the robotics paper, the, the tangible aspects is something that uh, researchers do not explore much. And that plays a huge role, uh, like the tangible and the visual aspect, like when, a, when an interface, what does it look like, how it behaves when you touch it, how does it feel when you touch it. Uh, that's something that, that matters. So for my project, that's why I try to reproduce the, the, the wrinkles, uh, the pigmentation, uh, the veins, uh, and so on. Uh, in, in my current uh, my current prototypes, what's missing is that I still don't have some typical human features, which is sweat, uh, heat, uh, human hair, like all of that, that you don't realize that is is crucial but when you touch someone else's skin that's something that you you know should be there and you know it's there that's some that's some some tacit knowledge of what it looks like that you 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 acknowledge basically it comes to the affordances uh, of an object uh, affordances of uh, an actuated interface does it look like an actuated interface and if i touch it does it feels like it's something that should look like an actuated interface Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, what does it take to achieve that? Do you think you mentioned material part? Firstly, what kind of feature do you think is still missing in the material you're using now? Besides that, as well, maybe something not the material as well. So the material, uh, so the features of the material, it's it's uh, what I said. So to have heat, so uh, there's uh, ways to do that, right? Putting resistance within the materials, uh, putting Peltier cells within the materials. Uh, with like temperature or, or humidity, there's something much more tricky because, as you know, silicon it's not like it's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's difficult to create some some humidity out of uh, of silicon. And that's something that is uh, crucially missing. Uh, and for the other type of uh, other types of soft robots uh, that I see in the literature, uh. Yeah, I think what's missing it's more like the the, the form, the molding. Some the, the, I put some effort into creating some some molds that are not exactly flat, that have some bumps, that have some organic features, and that's something that should be a bit more explored maybe in the in the, in the field, because it it matters obviously for social acceptability, for interaction, and even for actuation. Mm 